Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In for Payne and Pendergast, I'm Sean Bajani. He is John McLean, presented by Horn Solutions. On the line with us right now is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com, where you can get pre-qualified by car and get it delivered. Ross, man, uh, it's really good to have you on. Good to talk with you. I'm Sean. He is John. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas, man. Likewise, always great to talk with you guys, and yeah, I mean, uh, didn't get a whole lot of sleep because I called that Raiders-Steelers game on Christmas Eve, and then I got home at about 3.30 a.m. in central Pennsylvania, and I think my daughters let me sleep till like 7 a.m., so I probably got about three hours there before it was time to open the gifts and everything, but that gave me a very good excuse to take a nap uh, a little bit later on in the day during that during that terrible Broncos Rams game. Oh, good. Well, hey, it sounds like you have some older kiddos, so you didn't have to go home and build anything, have it setting out. You know, it's like Santa was you know brought it and they were waiting on that. They sound a little older and understand that you needed a little bit more rest. So that's good. Yeah, I mean they're nine <laughs> and ten, so they're not that old. And uh, their mom did the best <laughs> she could putting together the gymnastics set. Um, or whatever, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was nice. It was nice to be home uh, with them on Christmas. There's a lot of guys that weren't able to because there was three games. So if you're a national broadcaster like I am, there's a bunch of guys that had to call those other games. Uh, Ross Tucker, our guest on Sports Radio 610, Odyssey, Odyssey NFL Insider. Nathaniel Hackett fired by the Broncos yesterday. Third coach of the season to lose his job. Uh, Jerry Rossberg is the interim I saw a Josina Anderson report last night on Twitter with some initial names being discussed for the vacancy. Dan Quinn, Daryl Bevel, Eric Bieniemy, Sean Payton, D'Amico Rines, and Shane Steichen. Is that an indicator of the hottest commodities this offseason to get a head coach job outside of anybody not named Sean Payton? Oh, I did mention Sean Payton there, though, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I think for the most part, um, and I don't think Daryl Bevel is, I think that's just the Russell Wilson connection and my guess is Russell Wilson must like him and they're trying to do whatever they can to try to get Russell Wilson turned around right I can't remember another quarterback where it felt like they just totally lost it overnight I mean they make the trade for him I think it's a good trade you know at the time for the Broncos there's a lot of teams that wanted Russell Wilson the interesting part is I think they felt like, hey, we 
we gave him this big, you know, we gave up all these picks for him. We might as well, you know, get him signed to extension now. It's only going to cost us more later. That obviously turned out to be a huge mistake with the way that he's played. Um, whoever they bring in, their job's going to try to be to get Russell to play better. And it's probably not that hard of a job. I mean, he really can't play much worse. The, the question is, how much better can you get him to play would really be the interesting question. I think D'Amico Ryan is a great name. I think it's interesting to hear Shane Steichen. You know, he doesn't get talked about a lot in Philadelphia, where I live, but he's done an unbelievable job with the Eagles this year. Now, their roster is totally loaded, but I, I've been really impressed with what Steichen's done as a, as a game planner and play caller this year. Roz, this is John McLean. Happy New Year. Likewise, John. Always good to hear your voice, buddy. Hey, thank you. Um, you brought up Shane Steichen. He, he uh, was offensive coordinator during two stints at the uh, Chargers when Justin Herbert was a rookie. And he calls plays for the Eagles, which is interesting considering Nick Sirianni's offensive background. When you have an offensive coordinator who is calling the plays for an offensive-oriented head coach, how much of advantage is that for him to uh, when he's doing interviews to help him get a head coaching job? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the thing I – you know, the longer I do this, John, the more I, – I don't think it's a great idea – when the head coach is the play caller. You know, I, and I've talked to some head coaches about this. There is so much going on in terms of clock management and injuries and challenges and all of those things. And I know that there have been a lot of guys that have successfully done it, but to be thinking about all those things and also thinking about the next play call that you're going to call and being ahead of it. It just seems like it's two different jobs to me. And, um, you know, it's a weird thing because most of the time these guys get head coaching jobs because they do such a good job as a play caller and as a coordinator. And so I've talked to guys that will tell you it's like addicting. It's really hard to give that up. You know, once it's something that you've gotten used to doing, they really enjoy it and they want to have that control. But I don't know. I I think if you can, it's much better if you don't do that. So, but is Shane Steichen going to say that in his job interviews? Is he going to say, "Yeah, I'm hoping to bring somebody else in to call the plays"? Because then, if you're the person doing the interview, you know, looking to hire him, you're like, "Wait a minute." That's why we're looking to give you the head job because we saw the plays that you designed and called in Philadelphia. So it's a, it's a weird one because I think that was part of why the Eagles wanted Sirianni and then Sirianni realized, you know what, these are Steichen's very capable and these are two very different tasks and I'd rather have my play caller totally focused on that part of it and looking ahead to the next play and that that situation so that the head coach can be totally focused on game management, clock management, and all of those duties. It's asking a lot to put both those jobs on one guy. I remember when Gary Kubiak was hired here, I went to Denver and Mike Shanahan told me, Gary, 
like all offensive coordinators, will call plays, and then he's going to realize there's too much for a head coach, and he's going to give it up. Sure enough, he gave it up to Kyle Shanahan. I want to get back to uh, Denver Ross about will it be a hindrance? We know the Walmart family have no problem paying whatever it takes to get a coach like Sean Payton, but how much of a hindrance will it be that they gave up two ones and two twos, not to mention some starting players? Will that be a hindrance, and will they have to give a, more than a five-year contract to get somebody to come there? Well, that's always all relative, right, John? Like, I mean, they wouldn't have to give me more than a five-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> me either. You know? <laughs> they they want to give me a five-year contract to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos for, like, $5 million a year? I'll, t- I'll take a three-year deal right now. So it, it's always relative in terms of what are the other options for the candidate, how highly sought after is he. Um, I do think the lack of draft picks is a concern. But to be honest with you, I I think Russell Wilson just being there might be a bigger concern. You know, um, you could they could cut him this offseason and take all kinds of dead cap money next year and – Maybe they make it after a, uh, a post-June 1st cut and just take all kinds of dead money the next two years. But at least you're out from under that contract. That's a possibility. But it's more likely that they're bringing someone in whose job is it, it, it is to make it work with Russell Wilson. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some guys that think that they can figure it out. They've seen him do enough positive things that they can figure it out. But the thing I think is so interesting about that, guys, is Russell Wilson's strength has always been his second reaction place, his ability to kind of run around in the backfield, scramble around. The guys can never touch him because he's so quick. And then he finds an open receiver and throws it to him and makes big plays. He, he hasn't really shown the ability to do that in Denver. So I don't know how getting a new play caller or new coach is going to fix that because it's not like you go into the huddle and you say, all right, second reaction play on two, you know, or uh, guys, let let somebody come through. I'm going to make a miss and run around. And then Mm -hmm. those plays aren't designed. So I I don't know how a, a coordinator or play caller or whatever fixes that. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, our guest on Sports Radio 610. Ross, let's bring it back uh, local here. Uh, I'm kind of interested in your assessment of the state of the Texans, uh, offseason moves potentially that they could make. How would you proceed with the staff, particularly Lovey Smith, given the team's performance in recent weeks? Do you need to see more before you decide? Where are you in, with the Texans and what they need to do with presumably uh, occupying and if they can hold on to the number one overall pick in the draft? Well, that's certainly a big part of it. Um, that would be rough if they end up, you know, winning another game and lose the number one overall pick. I'm a big believer in Bryce Young. I don't think I've ever seen him really have a bad game. And he, you know, they play on national television every week. This year, he hasn't had the elite offensive line or the elite receivers around him, and he still seems to always make the play that needs to be made in most of these situations. So, I really like Bryce Young, and I think it starts with taking him with the number one overall pick. That gets them off to a really, really good start. Then, obviously, you got the Browns picks, and you have um, some options there 
uh, along the defensive line, certainly. Uh, the Lovey Smith thing is interesting because a month ago I would have told you I think he's as good as gone, but they have played better. I mean, the Cowboys game, the Chiefs game, certainly beating the Titans. I think these last two games do matter for Lovey Smith, but this is a weird situation. I would love to know sort of the conversations going on behind the scenes because, you know, I'm sure Lovey Smith wants to win to have, get another year and keep his job and they win these last two and they show that they really improved and were playing better under his watch down the stretch. But then that also likely takes away the number one overall pick for the team. It's a weird situation to be in if you are Lovey Smith and the Texans right now. Rosalyn, you know what um, Kenyon Green, their second number one pick, played left guard, a rookie offense lineman goes through. Green played well early. Then he got steamrolled by Jeffrey Simmons and Jonathan Allen. He seemed to lose confidence. But the guy's got ability. What is the most important what are some of the most important things for an offensive lineman going from their rookie year to their second year? that they should be doing to prepare for that? Yeah, I'd say it's a couple, John. Um, And I can tell you, now I wasn't a first-round pick, but for me, the difference between my rookie year and second year was huge. I mean, number one, I put on about 10, 15 pounds, so I was significantly stronger. It was the first time, you know, all I did in the offseason was lift and eat, right? You know, in college, you have to go to class and, I certainly did at Princeton, that's for sure, and have to do a bunch of other things where um, I think he'll be able to get stronger, and he needs to get stronger because he was very susceptible to the bull rush. And I, I've noticed that a bunch. And then just the technique work. You know, your, your technique work should improve every year, but especially between your first and second year. Your rookie year, you know, you get all the pre-draft stuff and then – the combine and all that stuff, you get drafted. Now that he's got a pretty good feel for what worked, what doesn't, what wins, what doesn't in the league, um, I think he needs to get stronger and work on his technique. And I know for me, a um, little different situation because I didn't play much as a rookie, but I was so much more confident going into my second year uh, than I was my rookie year. I just felt like I belonged. I felt like I was as good as anybody, and I didn't necessarily think that as a rookie. Uh, let's hope that's the case for Kenyon as well because I have seen teams target him and him struggle over the last couple months. Let me circle back to Bryce Young, who's the quarterback people in Houston would love to see the Texans draft. Um, you know, they list him as six foot and 194. He's been coached by Bill O'Brien for two years. You know, he's got everything you want in a quarterback except what you can't affect, the size. They think he'll be closer to 5'10 than six foot, and you can always gain weight. Do you think in this day and age, from watching him and all of his strengths, that his size will be a detriment? And do how important is it that the Texans have someone to coach him who knows how to coach a guy who doesn't have size and to take advantage of to maximize his strengths. That's an interesting point, John, because I do think you have to call things a little bit differently for pocket quarterbacks that are sub six foot. 
right? They're, they're just, there are certain routes and certain things that they're not going to be able to see as well. And I feel like we've seen that with Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield to some extent where there's certain things in the pocket that just don't, don't come naturally for them. And so you have to do a better job of moving the pocket, moving them around, creating natural seams up front so they have a better vantage point with which to throw the football. Certainly you wish he was taller, and you probably wish he was a little bit thicker and bigger. Um, but then the, there's the flip side of that, right, which is that because he is smaller and because he isn't that heavy, he moves around pretty well, you know, and he does a pretty good job of, not taking very many big shots and doesn't seem like he's that fast, but he's always just fast enough when you watch him that the guy about to chase him doesn't get him. He just makes a move and keeps his head downfield and makes the play. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I've seen him consistently make the right play so often at Alabama that I have confidence he'll do that at the next level. Um, that's an interesting point though about, someone with experience with a quarterback that size. I do think that's something to consider, yeah. I wish I had the confidence that he was going to be doing it in a Houston Texans uniform, but they've made it shaky for us the next few weeks before the end of the season. Ross, I really appreciate the time, man. It was uh, good to finally talk to you, and I hope we can do it again down the road, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Ross. Absolutely. My pleasure. Great talking with you guys. All right. That was uh, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls brought to you by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveway's nationwide inventory. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t